So let's go into, into the letter of Jude, um, because we, we need to uh, um, spend some, some time in this letter this morning because of what has happened these last uh, years, uh, going through a global pandemic, uh, going through deaths um, here and down there in Honduras, riots, looting. Uh, we got the Sahara Desert dust uh, hitting our country. Locust swarms uh, in Africa. Giant hornets. Giant hornets visited you guys, visited us. Uh, well, earthquakes, uh, fires. We got some fires down there. Drought. Uh, we had two hurricanes hit us back to back. We had tropical storms. Uh, and, and things have not got better. You know, you see how the world is spinning so fast that you wish it stop. I'm, I'm, I'm getting down. But you can't. We can't get down to this world. Um, and the thing is, we need encouragement. Uh, we, our hearts need encouragement this week. Um, uh, what was Derek, Pastor Derek was, 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 was saying, there could be some people discouraged today. It might be you here or, or you out there in the, in the courtyard or, or, or whoever's watching on the internet um, with everything that's been going on. In the world, in our countries, in our cities, in our lives, in our families, um, we may wonder: Will I persevere to the end? Will I persevere to the end? We know with everything that's been going on, some people have hardened their hearts. Some have left church. Some have even abandoned the faith. We even heard, starting this year, about this, this shocking news of these very famous and influential apologies in the evangelical world, uh, with a worldwide ministry. Sad news of a, of a life that ended up bringing reproach to the name of Christ. Uh, and then you, you wonder, will I persevere to the end? This is why we need this message today. We need to hear God's word from Jude, one of the shortest letters in the New Testament. Only 25 verses. And it's one of the most neglected books as well. In this short letter, you can, you can feel the tone of urgency. Jude was about to write about their common salvation. This is what the this is what text says. But his message was changed. Verse 4 says, For certain people have crept in unnoticed. This is why the message was changed. Some people have crept unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation. Ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. So that's why Jude says, Contend for the faith. Contend for the faith. But Jude wants to protect the brethren of these false teachers that had professed to believe in Christ, but they were denying, distorting the truth with their wicked lifestyle. Believers were overwhelmed with the false teaching of imposters that had crept into the church. They were leading people astray. They were living immoral lives, teaching others to leave those immoral lives as well. Let's continue in sin so that grace may abound. This were apostates. 
those who have heard the truth, but they have decided to walk away from the truth. Again, the question, how will we end up? Will I apostate as Probably that was the question they had. Will I apostate as well? Will I abandon the faith? And now with everything that's going on, it could be a question that might be there in your heart, in your minds. Will I abandon the faith? Will I keep on persevering? How can I persevere? And we read in Jude of the terrible judgment of God upon the apostates. But before speaking about contending for the faith, the Lord just encourages their hearts with his words of assurance. And this is how we are going to be encouraged this morning. These words of assurance as well. These words of assurance will give us a clear understanding of our identity and a clear understanding of our security. How will you be encouraged this morning? By a clear understanding of your identity and a clear understanding of your security. Who you are and what you have. So these are just a set of truths that deal with our identity and our security so we can persevere to the end. And this is how Jew just prepares their hearts in order for them to contend for the faith. It says, verse 1 and 2. These are the only verses that we'll see this morning. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, beloved in God the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ. May mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. So who's the sender? Well, we have it there. We have it there. The sender, Judas. You, it says, a slave of Jesus Christ. So nowadays, well, actually, we have here Jude, but it's Judas. And nowadays, the name Judas, it seems like it's been blotted out of the list of names that you would pick up for your children. No, I, I won't put, uh, I won't name my, my, my boy Judas. But you know, Jude was a common Jewish name. Who is this Jude? What do we know about this Jude? Well, uh, uh, in the New Testament, around 43 times, we see this name been mentioned. Uh, at least six men that we know of with that name in the New Testament. Uh, this is not Jude the Apostle because of what we see uh, later in, in the letter, verse uh, 17, uh, calling out for, for the apostles. Um, so this it doesn't seem like he's uh, an apostle. Um, but what we do see here is that uh, he introduces himself as a slave of Jesus Christ. He uses the word here. Jude, a servant, or a slave, a doulos, slave, not diaconos, not servant. He's a slave of Jesus Christ. And he also introduces himself as a brother of James. There were many James as well. But this James in particular, he had to be well known to the audience. So the James, what James is he referring to? Well, the James he's referring to was the half-brother of Jesus. So Jude... Brother of James, half-brother of Jesus, son of Joseph, 
and Mary. Remember uh, in Matthew 13, verse 5, uh, speaking about uh, uh, Jesus' family, um, we, we, we see you know, in verse 5, Matthew 13, is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother Mary? <clears throat> and are not his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Oh, so now we have an idea of who this Judas is. Half-brother of Jesus, brother of James, son of Joseph, and Mary. He also was involved in, in, in some ministry as a preacher. He had a ministry, just so we see in 1 Corinthians 9, 5. But let's just remember that uh, Jesus' brothers and sisters, they did not believe in him. Uh, before he died and was resurrected, they did not believe in him. John 7, 5, his brothers uh, uh, did not believe in him as the Messiah. Us, it was until uh, or after his resurrection that we see that they came to faith. So Judas, half-brother Jesus, brother of James, he became a believer. He had some kind of ministry. And with all humility, he introduces himself as a slave of Jesus Christ, not as half-brother. Can you imagine if he would have said, Okay, now you listen to me because I'm the half-brother of Jesus. No, no, he just shows his humility here. He didn't want to give the wrong impression that he had more authority. He knew who he was, a slave of Jesus Christ. And who were the recipients? Okay, the recipients, we don't see here in this letter, as we see in other letters, uh, to the believers in Rome, to the believers in Philippi, to the believers in Colossae. No, we don't, we don't see here. There's no church identified or, or a place identified here. So uh, we know or we, we, we see that this was for a church or maybe a group of churches, but the audience here, because of what we see in the, in the letter, and I, uh, I would uh, um, ask you to read it on your own, um, you see that there are some references to the Old Testament that, that, that Jew did not explain. So probably the audience was a Jewish audience. And now that we know who the sender is, who the recipients are, and knowing that Jude wants them, because some have crept unnoticed, he wants them to contend for the faith, how is he going to prepare them to do that? How is he going to prepare them? How is the Lord going to prepare their hearts to be contending for the faith so they can persevere to the end? How is the Lord going to prepare you so that you could persevere to the end. Well, we have said it already. First, giving us a clear understanding of our identity. And let's see what the text says. Jude, servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called. This is their identity. Called. The believers, Jude is addressing are described as called. That is the identity of a believer. That is your identity. We are the called ones. Why is it that you're a believer today? Because you have been called and we can rejoice. We can rejoice in God's sovereign calling, God's sovereign election. 
We have been called. We have been called by name. We have been called by grace through the preaching of the gospel. And let's be clear. We didn't call ourselves. And we didn't deserve to be called. You know, there's a general calling that goes out forth to every person. But this is not that general calling. This is a summons. This is not a calling you you'll reject. This is a divine summons of God's grace. A calling initiated by God that no one, no one, no one can resist. Second Thessalonians 2, 13 and 14. But we should always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters. Beloved by the Lord. Because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation. Through sanctification by the spirit and faith in truth. Before that divine summons. Before that divine calling. We were dead. Dead in trespasses and sins. And just as the pastor uses he used to say, you know what the only thing dead man can do? Stink. That's the only thing dead man can do. So there was nothing in us. We couldn't invite ourselves. We couldn't call ourselves. We couldn't change ourselves. He had to invite us. He had to call us. He had to change us. He did it all. If he just do one. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. And praise God for the butts in the Bible. But God, but God, been rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. So he summoned. We came. Never forget this. We didn't call ourselves. We didn't invite ourselves. We have been called. That's your identity. That's our identity. It's like a dog whistle. Only a dog, right? Only a dog will hear that. But we are not dogs. We are sheep. And it was not a whistle. It was his loving voice. The loving voice of the shepherd that called us. He called us. Do you remember that day? Do you remember? I remember that day. I remember the day I was called. I wasn't looking for God. He did it all. Where would we be if it was not for his calling? Uh, there's a, a pastor that... Uh, uh, he invited me some years ago. Maybe you, you knew him or you heard about him, Steve Fernandez. Uh, that he would, he, would, he would share with me how he got saved. He was, he was having a fight with his brother <clears throat> about, about the Lord and salvation. He said, I don't, I don't believe that, Steve was saying to his brother, Matt. And, and Matt was, was preaching the gospel to Steve. And Steve was, was fighting him. And then his other brother, John, John Fernandez, he, he, he started listening to, the, to, to both of them fight. And he just, he just went to the wall. And he just listened. Matt preached the gospel to Steve. 
And then Jared would say, you know, you know what? You know what? The Lord saved me. I mean, the, the, the gospel was not even preached to me. I was saved through a wall. <laughs> called. Called. We have been called. And this should humble our hearts. You know, he called Zacchaeus. He called Lazarus. Remember that? You know what would have happened if Jesus would have only said, come out. Everybody would have come out. He said, Lazarus, come out. Hernan, come out. Bob, come out. He has called us by name. We are the called ones. And we've, we've sung so many times this song. But as I ran my hellbound race, indifferent, to the cost. You looked upon my helpless state and led me to the cross. And I beheld God's love displayed. You suffered in my place. You bore the wrath reserved for me. And now all I know is grace. Hallelujah. All I have is Christ. Hallelujah. I think we should stop and sing right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus is my life. That's your identity. That's my identity. We are the called ones. But what? Was it that motivated God to call us? Was it something in us? Oh. oh, oh how, can I, how can I not call this Honduran guy? <laughs> was it something in us? No. No. It was his sovereign love. And that's what the text says to the to those who are called, beloved, beloved in God, the Father. He loved us in the past, and he continues loving us in the present. This is the divine motivation, his sovereign love. This is what's behind our calling. And yes, there is a general love that goes out forth for all his creatures, but there's a special love, a redemptive love to those he chooses to call. And we can rejoice today. See why we need this? Yes, there's this courage. There can be discouragement. Yes, when we see what's going on, when we see Afghanistan, oh, how can we persevere? How can they persevere? There are believers there. How can they persevere? Remember, you've been called. But remember, you are loved. Um, I know uh, one of the things uh, uh, men, especially here in America, uh, love to, to see every year is the draft picks in sports. You know, the NFL, you know, the NBA, MLB, NHL. My, my kids, they love baseball. Uh, they're fine players. Adnan, every year he's, he's, he plays for the uh, national team, baseball national team. I guess probably got that from mom. <laughs> because when I was little, and there was a game, nobody would pick me up. I really wanted someone to pick me. I'm here. I'm here. And all of a sudden, I was the last one to be picked. Nobody was excited to pick me. 
Thanks for the buts in the Bible, right? But God. That's his great love. I am beloved in God the Father. He has loved me with everlasting love, and he has loved you with everlasting love. 1 John 3, 1, see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Romans 5, 8, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 8, 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword? For I'm sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, let's just rejoice in his love. We need to remind ourselves we're called ones. We're loved ones. Don't we see, don't we see how deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that he should give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. But just remember, it's not about you. We're, we didn't contribute it's his sovereign love. And because of his love, he has called us. So see how we can persevere? This is your identity. Called one. Loved one. Not only called and loved, but see what Jack says to those who are called, beloved in God the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ. Kept. You know, this word kept, it has the idea of a watchful care. I just this verb here. It just speaks of a, a past action. Ongoing results. He calls. He loved. He continues loving. He kept. He continues keeping. God's love started from eternity past and goes to eternity future. He will make us persevere to the end. John 10, 28 and 29, I give them eternal life and they will never, never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one He's able to snatch them out of my father's hand. So we are kept secure in his hand. John 17, 11, I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I'm coming to you, Holy Father. Keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one as we're even one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name. You see how many times the word keep? I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I've guarded them, and not one of them has been lost. I do not ask for these only, 
but for those who will believe in me through their word. You know what Jesus is doing right now? He's keeping you. You know why you are still a believer today? Even though you went through COVID? Even though you've been going through trying in your country? Yes, in my country, of course. You know why we are remain we have lost church family members. We have lost loved ones. People have lost loved ones. You know why they continue to persevere to the end? Because right now, Jesus Christ is interceding for them and interceding for you. We are kept. How can we persevere when everything is going wrong? And newsflash, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. Until our Lord comes and takes us home with him. Oh, he's got to make everything new. What a joy is waiting for us. Oh, we should be rejoicing in that fact. We are called, we are loved, and we are kept for or by Jesus Christ, Philippians 1, 6, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And I remember, uh, 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 Ozzy was, was uh, uh, mentioning this verse last Sunday, verses 20, uh, 24 and 25 of Jude. Now, to him, who is able to, see this word, to him to who is able to keep you. So it starts, Jude starts with, yes, you are kept. And he ends up with, yes, he's able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time. And now, and forever, amen. Yes, this is our identity. You're called, you're loved, and you're kept. Now, there's, uh, you know, uh, when we come here to America or, or, or even down there in Honduras, uh, uh, you, you, you get to see some uh, TV commercials. I, I, we love your TV commercials. I, I mean, they, I mean, I, 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 sometimes we just see it, just watch commercials. You know, <laughs> they're so funny. Now there's this TV commercial uh, of this bank holding company that specializes in credit cards and loans. Capital One, and they have these like tagline. Ask yourself. You know, after this uh, actress come and uh, do the thing, uh, they, they, they end up saying, now ask yourself, what's in your wallet? <laughs> you want to see what's in your wallet? So your heart will be encouraged to persevere to the end? I'll show you what's in your wallet. What really is in your wallet? This is what's in your wallet. What scripture says, may mercy, peace, and love be multiplied 
to you. So when you think, what's in my wallet? Mercy, peace, and love. That's what you have. And this is the second way in which the Lord encourages our hearts so we can persevere to the end by giving us a clear understanding of our security. So he gave us a clear understanding of our identity. Called, loved, kept. And this is your security. Mercy, peace, and love. Multiplied. Multiplied to you. This is the security we have. We already have this. And God even wants to multiply that in your life. Oh, we all, we have every spiritual blessing. Yes, we can praise him. Yes, we can persevere. Yes, we enjoy today his mercy. And we will enjoy it even more. This is a prayer wish. May mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Now, we all need mercy. The readers... The recipients, they needed God's mercy multiplying their lives in order to fight the intruders so they, could, they wouldn't be ca uh, taken captive by these men. They also needed mercy to remain faithful to the Lord. Mercy multiplied to you. It reminds me of Hebrews 4.13. Since then... We have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness. But one who we never respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then, with confidence, confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy. No more wrath. Mercy. And find grace to help in time of need. So his mercy is what we need. His mercy strengthened us to persevere in every situation to the end. And And we, you know what? We sing so much about this. Don't we sing all the time? Praise the Lord. His mercy is more. Stronger than darkness. New every morn. Our sins. His mercy. This is what we have, mercy. Not only mercy, but peace. May mercy, peace, peace in our hearts. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is what we need. Peace, mercy, 
peace. Aren't, just as Pastor Derek was saying. Some of us might be in the midst of a trial. Some would have just come out of the trial and some just wait. You're going to get into a trial soon. This is a fallen world. And we need peace. And we also need peace because of problems, not only from without, but from within. We need the peace of God. A mercy. Peace and love. Love. God's love so we can continue loving him. In spite of all the trials we go through, that is why this prayer wish, a mercy, peace, and love be multiplied, multiplied. We know we're kept by God. We're loved by God. We're called by God. That's our identity. And mercy, love, and peace is our security. And the commentator says, Jude prayed that mercy, peace, and love would be multiplied because an abundance of these, these qualities was needed. Abundance of these qualities was needed at a stressful time in the church's life. He also prayed because he knew that only God could produce these virtues in the lives of his people. Mercy, peace, and love. So we can be secure the beginning, secure at the end, and secure right in the middle. As we go through trials, we need to remind ourselves every day of this truth. These are truths of the gospel. Where do we find mercy, peace, and love? In Christ. How is it that we are called, loved, and kept? Only because of Christ. So Christ is right there. It is because of Christ that we have identity. It is because of Christ that we have security. Who are you? Christian. What's your language? Christian. What's your nationality? Christian. Who are you? A Christian. You are united to Christ. That's your identity. And because you're united to Christ, there lies your security. Nothing, not, no COVID will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So this is all that you need. There's nothing else you need. There's nothing else that you should, you should be looking for. So see, now Jude has prepared their hearts to contend for the faith and to persevere to the end. How? To their, their, their identity and their security. This is all you have. This is your assurance. You know, there's a, a husband that, that he uh, uh, decided to celebrate. He's 30th. 
wedding anniversary. And he wanted to take his wife on a cruise to the Caribbean. He spent a lot of money for this 12-day cruise over those beautiful islands. He spent a lot of money. And he told his wife how much he had spent. And he told her, well, honey, you know, I spent a lot of money. We're going to see these beautiful islands there, including Royalton. That's in Honduras. And he said, uh, but since I've spent so much, you know, I, I, I just can't afford the meals. Um, <laughs> so we will survive on bread and butter. And she said, bread and butter? Yes, bread and butter. For 12 days, bread? Yes, 12 days, bread and butter. But, you know, ha, we'll get to see these beautiful islands. I mean, we'll get to, 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 to know uh, 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 these beautiful beaches. And, and, and yeah, it's, it's good. Bread and butter? No problem. I can handle 12 days of bread and butter. So, day one, huh, everybody excited. You know, they, they both get into the cruise. They get the room. Beautiful view. Are we having for breakfast? Well, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I have here the bread, and I have here the butter. That's the bread. Oh, no problem. With this view, oh, this tastes like heaven. Okay, what are we having for lunch? <laughs> bread and butter. Oh, no problem. You know, just going to the pool and watching everything. Ah, oh, bread and butter. No problem. What are we having for dinner? Bread and butter. Okay, that was day one. Day two will get, you know, better. Day two comes. And what do they have for, for, for breakfast? Bread and butter. How about lunch? Bread and butter. Dinner? Bread and butter. That was day two. So after seven days, it was a 12-day it was, it was cruise. Seven days. What are we having for breakfast? Bread and butter. How about lunch? Bread and butter. How about dinner? Bread and butter. Nine days. What are we having for breakfast? You know, I, I think I'm not eating breakfast. What are we having for lunch? Bread and butter. How about dinner? Bread and butter. You know, the cruise was almost over. And the husband, he was feeling so bad. Because it was almost over that he want he really wanted his to take his wife at, at least to eat something besides bread and water. I mean, I don't know. Give me some beans here. Whatever. Give me something. So he went and talked to the captain. You know, and he, he was explaining, you know, he was 30th wedding anniversary. He said, you know, paid for the cruise and everything. Everything has been perfect. You know, but we've been in bread and water for for almost. 12 days. And since tomorrow it's going to be over, I, I wanted to know if there's something that I could do. I mean, I just wash the dishes. I don't know. I don't know. But let us just have a decent meal. We don't want bread and butter anymore. And then the captain goes, hmm. So you've been on bread and butter for almost 12 days? Yeah. Didn't you check on your ticket? Because your ticket says all included. You know what? 
You know what's in your wallet? Everything is included. So you can persevere. Love. Mercy. Peace. It's all included. It's all included. So we can persevere to the end without fearing. Because we have everything we need in our Christian life. We have his Holy Spirit living inside of us. We have his word. We have prayer. We have the fellowship of the saints. That's in your wallet. We have the assurance that he will hold us fast. Oh, that's why we can persevere. Our identity and our security, again, does not lie on a vaccine. Does not lie on the cure for COVID or the cure for cancer. Whatever comes. Our identity and our security lies in a person, Jesus Christ, and he has given everything so we can persevere to the end. And let's just remember, when I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would prevail, he will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold through life's fearful path. For my love is often cold. He must hold me fast. And let's just sing together. He will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. For the Savior loves me so. He will hold me fast. See, that's your identity. And that is your security in Christ. Heavenly Father, we want to grace you, Lord, because of Christ. Because of Christ, we know that we are called beloved, and kept. And because of Christ, we know that we have mercy, peace, and love. And that's all we need, Lord. It is all we need so we can persevere in the midst of all this troubled world. Lord, we do not know what tomorrow is going to be like. How we know you control every day. You have designed every day. So that we can be, bring glory to your name. Even though we go through difficulties, trials that will make us wonder if we will persevere. And these truths that you've taught us this morning, reminded of this, of this morning, they just show us, yes, because of Christ, we're called, loved, and kept. And because of Christ, we have love, mercy, and peace. And even though this world falls apart, we're secure in your hands. Thank you for Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord, that this morning there could be some people here that are discouraged. And you're just showing them how much you love them. And maybe there's someone here that does not know the love of Christ. Lord, I ask you, according to your sovereign will, Lord, just call those whom you have chosen. Let me come to you. By grace, call them by name so they may know the Redeemer's love. Thank you for your word, Lord. And thank you for our Lord and Savior. And whom we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about Creekside Bible Church, please visit our website at creeksidebiblechurch.com.